dirty pop. Here we are. Welcome back, everybody, to the X1 Bros. This is your positive gaming and Xbox community. We are remote once again. We've had to do a few of these recently. And we're back. We're remote. Uh, the reason we're remote is the one and only Mr. McSpicy has had his little spicy. Yay. He's had little spicy. He is now a proud father. And so he's missing us tonight because we all know what that's like. That first that first week of a baby, you yeah, get no sleep. No, I'm just kidding. What'd you say? I'm I said kidding. that sucks. That sucks. So, but, hey, but, but it's good at the same time, you know. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a it's a rough first week. It's a joyous occasion, but it's an exhausting occasion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, the man, how are you doing? We are remote here. It's just the two of us. This is the first. This is actually history. This is the first podcast. Ever, I think that Mr. McSpicy's not been on for the X One Bros. Yeah, he has had perfect attendance up until this point. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Beast Brande says, "Where's the Lion King like photo of him holding the baby off the cliff?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, one is incoming shortly. Welcome everybody. Thank you for being here. Everybody who has decided to join us live in chat over on YouTube, thank you. If you're listening to us after this has been recorded, welcome. Hope you enjoy yourselves. Have a great day. We've got a couple of big uh, news stories that dropped this week. The first one that I really want to talk about is Microsoft's Phil Spencer getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, and it's presented gonna, by Todd Howard. Presented by Todd Howard. Yeah, that's how awesome is that? Uh, well deserved by uh, for Phil Spencer. Here's what the Dice Awards and Academy of Interactive Arts had to say about it. They said, quote, Phil Spencer has demonstrated both passion and leadership throughout his entire career at Microsoft. He's responsible for countless impactful and pivotal initiatives that have reverberated throughout the entire gaming industry. On behalf of the Academy's board of directors, we are looking forward to celebrating Spencer's important impact on video game history by presenting him with our Lifetime Achievement Award. George the Man, well-deserved. What are your thoughts, Phil Spencer, the man, the myth, the legend? No, I think this is really cool. And and it's actually interesting. They don't actually do a lifetime achievement award every year. It's I think has there only been three people that have gotten it so far. I think the creators uh, or not creators. Well, the creator of PlayStation. And then I think the people who base it, they say basically uh, the people that were for Nintendo America. I forget their names, but weren't they the, the so it's not it's not something they give every year. So it's quite an award, but no, I, I think it's well-deserved. I mean, he's done countless things before he became the CEO of Xbox. And since he's been the CEO of Xbox, I mean, we wouldn't have Xbox wouldn't be what it is today without him uh, via having them, you know, the, the doing the, you know, most powerful console stuff, right. With the Xbox one X and then the series X um, uh, pushing boundaries in gaming like Game Pass or cloud gaming. Uh, that's all under his leadership. So I think, uh, I, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't think Xbox would be what it is today without him being in place, especially when it comes to like things like Game Pass and stuff like that. So yeah, where do you think, here's, here's a question that I have. Where do you think Xbox would be if he didn't come on? Do you think Xbox would still exist? Because it was... It was getting mocked pretty much. I mean, that was when we started the podcast, the Xbox One, yeah. and it was universally mocked. Hey, this is not the right direction. This isn't working out. There's no games. Remember, we couldn't even keep up with resolution or frame rate on the exact same game on the Xbox One. On yeah, the yeah, Xbox they, One. They like Xbox slow. One. Remember, they slowly opened up like new cores on the processor for developers and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think Xbox would be gone because I think that would be foolish to give up that space. I don't think Xbox is ever going to leave. Even even with uh, Game Pass, everybody, a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but some people think Game Pass will eventually go away because they're they're doing so well with Game Pass and and all their studios. No, I don't think so. I think it's it's giving up your your position in the home. You know, your position in the living room. I don't I don't think Xbox is ever going to go away. I don't think it would have gone away. I don't think it would be as good as it is now well i mean it's hard to say right i mean maybe there's other good leaders out there but i just think he was the uh the perfect choice for the time that xbox was at yeah no, I, agree with me. Definitely. You know I mean i, mean? I think everybody whether you're a nintendo guy whether you're a playstation guy you have to admit well, uh, that phil spencer what he's done with xbox in his short tenure is nothing short of amazing he's done yeah, a fantastic and, job and because when when he came in uh i mean he's a gamer right i mean i remember watching him at a windows conference and he had like what was it like 30 40 hours on civ uh civ civ beyond earth or something like that and it had just come out you, you know what i mean like he's I think the reason people were excited when he came in is because he, he, I feel like he looks at it from a gamer perspective, you know, and that's yeah. what, uh, I, I think that's what's led Xbox to having the successful past few years that it's had. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, the thing that, the thing that, uh, stood out to me in this announcement from, uh, for the lifetime achievement award is, uh, they're looking forward to celebrating Spencer's important impact on video game history and that his, uh pivotal initiatives that have reverberated throughout the entire entire gaming industry today we got a couple articles and yesterday a couple articles talking about how phil spencer had to fight for this idea of game pass that it wasn't mm. initially seen as very popular even with inside of microsoft a lot of question marks we know outside of microsoft there was definitely question marks in oh, the yeah. gaming industry and now it seems inevitable that that's the, the direction that we're going yeah no, definitely. Well, I can see that even coming from inside Microsoft, right? Because you you have a formula that works, and you're you're essentially changing that formula by making it a subscription based service. Yeah, uh, you know, and and there may be a lot of worry from developers, like, well, if I put my game on here, will I make as much you know profit or or whatever? But I mean, it's been proven that it, it helps pretty much all developers being on Game Pass just just because of the exposure alone. I mean, look at us; we have played games that we would have never otherwise played because of game pass yeah no absolutely we do we get a couple good comments here in chat david brownfield says phil literally saved xbox he refocused on games expanding the ecosystem and game pass and in that same vein patrick ridico writes in and says game pass was also a savior the one's launch was indeed rough uh absolutely completely agree yeah uh, we did get some super chats here real quick let's let's talk about those spicy just got a big lump of gamer kryptonite aka a new baby his xbox will be off for at least 90 days that's from super shocker thank you very much super shocker for the super chat uh it is gonna be interesting spicy actually wrote in a, a really good question yeah regarding uh new fatherhood and baby and beast thank you for the the super chat super sticker as well let's actually read spicy's question shall we before even, we... real quick before we jump into that even when yeah. you look at other stuff that xbox i mean yes they they're you know with the purchases they made with game pass with with the one x and the series s which remember a lot of people were uh at least kind of on the media side of things or, or on our side of things i don't know how it was internally for xbox but even they were like oh that's that's not a smart idea why would you have a less powerful console when it turns out that was actually a really good idea because it gets more people into gaming and it's not necessarily, I mean, it's theoretic. I mean, it is a less powerful console, but from what we've seen, it only downgrades the, the resolution. I mean, 
graphic, you know, you're just instead of playing at 4K 60, you're playing at 1440. You have one. We've done tests on it and it, oh, it's beautiful. It, it plays really well. You know, uh, I mean, if you're looking for that higher end stuff, of course, the Series X for you is, is for you. But so not only that, and then thinking about what they've done with the adaptive controller. Uh, I mean, I think that That's brought, a good point. that brought accessibility to a whole new level for a whole bunch of new gamers with, with different uh, uh, accessibility options uh, that they can use. I mean, I, I think not only just games and game pass and, and building really good consoles, but on the other end, I mean, bringing in Bethesda, obviously we just got Activision blizzard and then the adaptive controller. I, he's done quite a lot in the, has it how long has it been? It's only been it's 2013, right? So eight years. Yeah, really quick. And it wasn't even 2013. He came in the year after. Was it the year after or two years after? I think it was the year oh, yeah. after. 2013 was the launch of Xbox One. So so he was yeah, probably shortly after that. So I mean it's it's relatively a short amount of time. Look what he's done in relatively a short amount of time. Oh yeah. Um, but no, I I like I said, I think he was the right person for the job at the at the right time again well deserved congratulations to phil spencer we here at the x1 bros really like him and think he's doing a fantastic i job. met him once in person he's you guys got did you get an autograph you yeah it's, it's an autograph. Can, it, actually you can kind of see it right there oh, it's there framed. It <laughs> yeah that's uh it's a big poster it's an autograph of you know phil spencer he signed at p3 um his uh, his cologne he was wearing me and me and mcspicy and i think was fitzy with it i don't know it, it, he smelled really nice so that's that's what success smells like apparently he smelled like success he smelled yeah, like innovation <laughs> yeah it was it was impressive the smell but... of innovation um on be, before we actually move on to mr mcspicy's i do want to take a minute you brought up the activision um acquisition most recent and a lot of people like mm -hmm have been saying, oh, Xbox has to be careful. They're becoming a monopoly. And no, I've been reading a lot about it this week and seeing multiple opinions. And I think if if players, people don't realize, we always think of like big AAA games, these blockbuster hits. Uh, we don't realize how big the gaming industry is and how healthy the gaming industry is. Mm -hmm. It's not, Xbox is not even close. Xbox could buy Square Enix. Xbox could buy EA and it still wouldn't even be close to a monopoly when you look at the overall gaming industry uh as a whole um it's good it's good it's good signal to see where we're at uh a good reminder just yeah how healthy the gaming industry yeah. is and i and new developers new publishers popping up every single day mm -hmm. um it's it's fantastic it's gonna be exciting to see where and, we're at in the next five years and from all over the world i mean you have developers uh uh who was the developer of uh of that one game with henry I always forget. Uh, I always forget the and name. Really? And yeah, that game. Uh, yeah, Nordic. Nordic didn't Nordic Games buy them. Nordic. Games? I don't know what I forget. I even forget the name of that game. But they're they're just a small studio that made a big impact, Kingdom right? Come Deliverance look, is the game. Yeah. Yeah, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then look at. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't think about this now, but look at uh, like CD Projekt Red. I mean, they're from Poland. I think they're pretty much the only game developer there. You know what I mean? Like, like look at. It's just really cool to see all these game developers being able to pop up all over the world all different sizes you know yeah speaking of so. cd project red uh we're getting close to getting that series x upgrade for cd project red uh may i don't know maybe who knows i am they're, very they're working on something i guess i am very excited for that when that drops i will be jumping back into into cyberpunk yeah it'll be really fun to go back and do a few things maybe play the different storylines of cyberpunk um it's a shame how that thing launched but yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be nice to go back and at least have it look pretty. 
I don't know. I've been I've been keeping up with it. Some big updates. Looks like some stuff has been fixed, and we've got some DLC coming for it. I think what's going to happen, this is just my prediction. I think basically what's going to happen with Cyberpunk, I don't think they're going to give up on it. I don't think they can. I think they need to show that they're willing to to work on it and fix it. I think what's going to happen is they're basically going to have a Cyberpunk 2.0 with either some massive expansion or some, something that basically changes the, the entire game. Um, I think that's what they're going to do with Cyberpunk. What I'm actually more excited about now uh, is when they bring a, an upgrade to The Witcher. Because that'll be a fun game to go back to and play. Because they also said that they're going to do a, a Series X version of The Witcher, which I think will be awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that would be really cool. I, that in fact, that news did that news drop this week? They were talking about that. I saw that headline somewhere. I just read it. Anyways, regardless, uh, let's get to Mr. McSpicy's question since he's not here. First time it's historic. Again, yeah. for those of you just tuning in, uh, Mr. McSpicy had his child this week. So huge congratulations to him and Mrs. McSpicy. Congrats uh, to both of them. Here's what Mr. McSpicy wrote in an ass. He said, Mini McSpicy showed up this week. My new baby boy has arrived. Uh, he says, I find myself trying to min-max fatherhood just like in gaming. I find myself figuring out the most effective and efficient way to do things, i.e. best diaper techniques, perfection in milk temperatures straight out of the teat uh and the perfect <laughs> and the perfect body swaddle, knows the perfect temperature the body knows what the body knows uh the perfect swaddle etc my wife told me i'm treating fatherhood like i play stardew valley i'm an excel sheet gamer for sure and i've never been more proud to hear that here's my question he says how have you guys min maxed fatherhood how has your gaming habits helped you be a better dad jord the man how has gaming habits Helped you be a better, better father. That's a good question. Um, persistence. Ah, you know, dude, I played a lot of I played a lot of Dark Souls games. Man, you can't just give up on boss one. You know what I mean? Children are like Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they are, dude. dude no, it's, it's that's actually a good analogy. And and those with kids that have played Dark Souls might agree. You know, uh, uh different stages of your child's life is a, is a Dark Souls boss. And you just have to have that. You got to understand the strategy. You got to have to have that. You got to have that persistence and uh, and you'll beat it. That's a good actually when they're young. It's 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 kind of it's different when they're like like new, new, you know, like brand new. Now it's for me, it's super fun because gaming, uh, even my little girl who's younger, uh, we all play. We're all playing the new Pokemon game together, and they love it. Like they're glued to the screen. They actually understand like that we're throwing Pokeballs and catching Pokemon. They have their favorite ones. So, as they gotten a little older, it's it's been nice in the respect that they can actually play with me. But but no gaming uh, persistence because uh, you have to be persistent in some of these games. You know, do you just, do you just give up when you lose? No, get right back at it. <laughs> Uh, that's a good answer. I would have to say mine is gaming logic. Like, so, you know, in gaming logic, like, all right, they want me to go this way, but I, I got to turn left to find the thing comes up yeah. all the time with kids gaming logic. Uh, whether it's like, okay, how do I make something as entertaining as I can to keep these kids quiet for the next two hours? Yeah. Gaming logic. That's it. That's my answer. Gaming logic, uh, is how has helped me be a better dad. When it comes to the swaddling and the diapers, the swaddling, they actually have, uh, if you want to call it a cheat code, but basically auto swaddlers. Oh, yeah. I yeah they're like Velcro. Velcro. They're great. Yeah. It's they Velcro. they can't get out of those things. They're great. It's it's basically Game Shark for uh, swaddles. Yeah, it's Game Shark. It's cheat and code. And then uh, as for diapers, uh, the, the, the unfortunate truth is it doesn't matter how good you are. 
they're going to blow out of that thing, man. It's just going to happen. Blows um, it unfortunately, up. it's just, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's like Stardew Valley. No matter like, how, how good your sprinkler system is. Yes, something's going to happen. Anyways, congratulations again to the Spicy. Yeah, very cool. And Spicy's actually here in chat, uh, so it, sure it's oh. weird. it might be weird for him just listening in. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Grand Theft Auto. Some big news dropping earlier today about Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto 6 has actually been confirmed. We, I mean, we figured, we've known, but it was confirmed today. Um that Grand Theft Auto 6 is being worked on. Yeah, and uh, what's interesting is, I mean, no surprise. We, I, I mean, obviously they're going to move on to the next thing, which will be a Grand Theft Auto game. I mean, uh, you know, anyway. But uh, they said they're well underway. So, and it seems like they've been working on this. And there's been rumors here and there. It seems like they've been working on this for a while. So I don't know how far it is in development. I don't know what their definition of well underway means. Yeah. But um, I, I honestly, like if it were... As of right now, I still don't think we're going to get this game. I would say, I mean, holiday 2023 at the earliest, but I would even say that I, I think sometime in 2024 is when we're going to see the next Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, let me let me read the tweet from Rockstar real quick. Uh, they tweeted out, many of you have been asking about a new entry in Grand Theft Auto series with every new project, Rockstar says. Our goal, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we previously delivered. We're pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry in the series is underway. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready, so please stay tuned to the Rockstar Newswire for official details. On behalf of our entire, entire team, we thank you for all your support and cannot wait to step into the future with you. I, I agree with you, Jordan. I think they. this means they're ready to show something. Did, did it say underway or well underway? It just said underway. Oh, oh, I, I thought it said well underway. The next entry in the series is underway. But I think in, in that next, in the subsequent tweet, they talked about um, they look forward to sharing. I think it means they've got something. I think it is well underway. There's no doubt. It takes years for these things to be developed. If they were just starting now, we wouldn't be getting it until 2030. So yeah, it's, there's there's no way. They also talked about how they want to push well beyond what previously came. Now, Grand Theft Auto V is one mm -hmm. fantastic game. Where do you want to see them go with Grand well, Theft Auto? So it's 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 hard. What, what's cool about Rockstar is even with Red Dead to Red Dead Two or even the Grand Theft Auto, they always, I mean, like you said, they they go beyond what they've previously done. They always do something new or they try something new. So I don't know. Do I want to see a whole brand new city, like somewhere we've never been before? Do I want to see something like uh, we can go to multiple cities, like we can go to Liberty City and Vice City or San Andreas? You you know. Um, like me personally, I loved Vice City, which is based off Miami. I think that was one of the coolest aesthetics. I would love to go back there, but uh, a part of me also wants something like completely new, you know, like I, none of this, you know, uh, we've been to San Andreas, Liberty City, like just something completely new. You know? So you don't want to, you don't necessarily want a connection between the stories at all. Just completely separate standalone story. Um, oh, oh, I mean, I guess you can connect the story somehow if you want, but I'm talking like map wise, gameplay wise. I would uh, as if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Vice City, like I said, because I really liked Vice City and Miami um, or it's based off Miami. But yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of want to see something like completely new, like a city I've never been to before. You know, not Liberty City, not San Andreas, not, you know, Vice. You know, I, I kind of want to see something completely new. From what that. was Vice City modeled after Miami? 
Miami's Vice City. Yeah. Was, has they ever done like a New York? That was Liberty City. Liberty City was New York. And then yeah. San Andreas obviously is Los Angeles. Yeah. Hmm. So no, yeah, I would, I would, I, mean, I, I don't know. Where do you, where do you go? Paris, Paris Tokyo. Some, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, no, I think you stay in the U S I don't think you go overseas. I don't think there's much left than Houston. I guess you're right. Texas. We go to Texas next. Detroit. Detroit might be cool. Detroit, Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're fictional cities. Yeah. But they're based off real cities. Right. So, yeah. Uh, psychotic says I would love to see a New England scene. Yeah, East oh, Coast. Yeah, that East might Coast. Be cool. Yeah, no, I, just- I don't. I mean, Grand Theft Auto always really. Del- I'm not worried about Rockstar under delivering. I mean, even even with Red Dead Two, I I wish it had a little bit more f- fun, like yeah. Red Dead One had. You know, with some of the characters, but I still really enjoyed Red Dead Two. Um, I I mean, I've never been disappointed with a Rockstar game. So whatever they do, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. But it would be kind of cool to do something completely new and something we've never seen before. Yeah. Brian F. City wise, you know, he says, why not visit some modern day versions of red dead cities and towns? Yeah. Oh, and actually um, uh, another Ryan cage, new Orleans, that wouldn't be a bad one. Oh, new, new Orleans, Orleans would, would actually, cool. cause you, you kind of have a lot of, uh, a lot of different uh, districts of within new, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, that, that would be like, cool. Yeah. Cool culture, cool vibe. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans, Ryan yeah, you could, Yeah. No, good one. Yeah. I, I personally, I would like to see something new, although I do love, uh, I, although as much as I'd love to see something new, it would be cool having like a, you know how in GTA 5, you basically switch between three characters. Imagine being able to do that between cities. You know what I mean? Maybe not in the same way where you zoom out and zoom back in, but being able to go to the airport and fly to San Andreas from Liberty City. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Two different missions. Like, you know. So Anyways, is the, is the next title so they've not officially named it? Do we get Grand Theft Auto Infinite? Yeah, or yeah. Forever or Eternal? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like well, and will it be a number? Will it just be a title? Because remember, you had Grand it Theft Auto. Be Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand, it's called Grand Theft it. Auto. Yeah, and then it never it never changes. Mister McSpicy uh, says South America would have some good locations. Prediction: I'm thinking the story will be like Breaking Bad. Oh, interesting. Like a regular Joe just needs more Joe, money. A nerd. A nerd. It gets, becomes into, it gets, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, GTA Salt Lake, says Darv. Yes. I don't know how well it would work here, but uh, it could, you know. Yeah. Reg- so here's the thing. Do you think so? Let me ask you this. Rockstar Red Dead Redemption. Was Red Dead Redemption 2 ultimately a disappointment compared to one? No, she, not at the all. expectation. Um, and can we expect that from Grand Theft Auto Six, or are you worried about? No, no, no. She, I'm not worried so at all. Rockstar has never, other than like the GTA trilogy that just came out, but yep. I, I don't think Rockstar had a huge influence. I mean, I'm sure they've had people probably helping, but I'm sure they're focused on other stuff. Uh, no, I I was not disappointed with Red Dead Two at all. Like looking back, I wish there was some more flamboyant characters like, um, like Sid or the um or the guy with the top hat who sold you stuff. You know, just different yeah. kind of fun, more tongue tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But I thought Red Dead Redemption was really good. I mean, the way they took the story, that it was it was definitely a more cinematic adventure. Okay, you, you how about? How about with Grand Theft Auto? We jumped between three characters through the whole story. Yeah. 
do you want to see more of that or do you want to go away from that? So I know like like when you jump between three characters, you obviously have like characters that people gravitate towards. Like everybody liked Trevor because he was crazy and hilarious. You, you know what I mean? And then Michael was really co- good. Who was the last one? What was the last one's name? I forget his name. Trevor, Michael, and La- Lamar. No, Lamar was Lamar his friend. Was Lamar his was actually really funny. Starts with a um, J. Starts with a J. I forget his name. It's been so long. Anyway, someone, someone will tell us. Uh, no, what I really liked uh, between, because like for example, I actually like really looked forward to s- certain missions with certain people because you kind of gravitate towards those characters. But what I really liked about having the three characters is what they did with missions. Franklin, by Franklin, the way. thank you, Franklin. Starting yeah. with the J. Michael at all? Yeah, Franklin. <laughs> uh, no, I. What I really liked with having the three characters um was what they did with missions like it, there was there was missions where uh michael would be a sniper across a building franklin would be a helicopter uh trevor would be grappling down the building you know what i mean like and you switched between all their perspectives so it gave a really unique gameplay what would you call it gameplay experience i for, think for those particular missions I, I really liked that and I thought they did it really well. So I actually, I, I, to be honest, I would like to see the three characters again or, or different characters again. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. I, I think what it did was it paced it pretty well. It kept yeah. pacing because it would change it up on you. Um, Franklin at times was a little slower paced or Michael was a little slower paced and they'd Trevor was like always crazy. Yeah. You, yeah. They took you over to Trevor and then you'd go back to Michael um or franklin franklin maybe had some more serious missions then michael had some family issues that you're dealing with and then trevor is just a crazy person so that really helped with pacing and and switched it up um so yeah i i actually think i like the three as well like to be honest the more i think about it and it's mostly for because all other stories i mean i have my my i preferred certain characters missions over others of course and i'm sure everybody did but all of their stories intertwining was actually there's not there wasn't one that was terrible they were all you know at least decent to good uh but what like i said what was exciting is the gameplay stuff they did how you switch between characters performing different tasks during the same mission was a really cool gameplay experience and that mostly is what i'd like to see continue uh into the next one but i mean we'll see we'll see how it goes right uh everybody in chat is actually talking about grand theft auto vegas would be their favorite and you could do like a lotion an oceans 11 type of missions against the casino that would be really cool. Be cool yeah vegas would be cool that you might have five was though? heists yeah heists well see yeah. maybe do you think they at all connect all the worlds for uh, online do we get a new online with GTA six? Well, that that's what will be interesting is how they do their online and what they do with their online. Does Grand Theft Auto stuff carry over into Grand Theft Auto six online? Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, it's very exciting. Grand Theft Auto six on its way. We knew we I mean, we figured, but getting that official yeah. confirmation. I, I honestly, though, like I was saying before, I really don't think we'll see it soon. I think. I think maybe next holiday at the soonest holiday 2023, but I even doubt that. I think we'll see it sometime, you know, summer to late summer 2024. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to milk GTA online for as long as they can. I mean, I think we're getting ready to see something. I bet you prediction. I bet you within the next three months, we see some grand theft auto six footage. You think so? 
Yeah, I think we get a reveal. They wouldn't say pay attention to the Rockstar Newswire if they weren't going to announce something a year from now. And maybe they just wanted to like build hype, you know, get their stock like, to go up. A year from now? Like it's it's all I, about I don't know. So maybe you're weeks, right. You might get well, a little drip well, of maybe something. It was, maybe it was like an Elder Scrolls thing where it's like, yeah, okay, everybody, we're working on it. Calm down. No, no. We just want to do other stuff first. No, no, it's not an Elder Scrolls. I think remember Rockstar like never has leaks. This was intense yeah, because this they fire you. Yeah, they, they have like a super strict policy. Yeah. <laughs> they Trevor was modeled after someone in the office whose job it was to prevent leaks. That was the Trevor <laughs> character, I'm sure. <laughs> you don't you don't link when Trevor's over leaks. You don't leak. Yeah, uh, that's well. Maybe you're right. Maybe we see it uh, December 2023. But I I think it'll be pushed to 2024. That's what I think. No, I bet you. I I disagree. I think we're at, at least one year well, away. I mean, you may be right because remember we're one they, year away. They, uh, Sorry, not at least. At most, we're one year away from a GTA Six. Because I mean, maybe you're right because they did say they are restructuring their development teams, which is all their Rockstar Studios, to make games more quickly. I guess yeah, they, they want that turnaround time more efficiently. Apparently, and they've also said, if you remember, the head of Take Two, I believe, said this that. They with the next Grand Theft Auto, instead of it, it, this was also I think it was actually in the same interview in which he talked about turnaround time. Um, but instead of dropping this massive world, they'll drop the foundation and then expand on it as a live service, essentially as a game so like expansions kind of thing or, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know exactly. I think Rockstar will have its unique or, you know, GTA will have its unique take on yeah. it. But I think we're I think we're within a year, one year. Yeah, uh, we'll see. GTA It'll be interesting. We'll see someone's watching it from Rockstar is like those crazy guys are completely That's wrong. They're, it's not coming out. We wrong. just said that to, you know, they're not even working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even started. They're just milking, uh, like you said, GTA online. GTA online. Yeah. Crossfire X. Some big, exciting news there. It's kind of flown under the radar because yeah. we've had so much huge news. We've had Activision, Blizzard. We have had Sony, which we got to get into. Sony purchasing Bungie. Holy crap there. Yeah. And now, of course, we have Crossfire X, which is a big deal. It's one of yeah, the Crossfire. Well, this is exciting world. because remember, we're, we're, we were talking about what a year or two ago. We, we want a, uh, you know, a Counter Strike style game on the console. We thought that could have been it with Warface Breakout, but there was just, there was problems there that just kind of, you know, didn't hold your attention. Um, I think we got a little bit of it with Rogue Company, which was a, a really fun game, a really good game. But no, it's finally exciting to see Crossfire. We got to play the beta forever ago. They basically went dark since then. And now we have Crossfire coming on February 10th. It's kind of confusing, but it's coming on February 10th. Crossfire X multiplayer is free to play. So everybody can grab it. Makes sense. Crossfire X campaigns will be pay to play, but the first part of the campaign, which is called Operation Catalyst, will be available through Game Pass. Uh, and remember, these campaigns are made by Remedy, uh, which is the Alan Wake developer. So very probably going to be very story focused, uh, very story driven. So um, Operation Catalyst will be a part of Game Pass, and then there's going to be a second one called Operation Spectre, which will be uh, you have to buy it additionally. 
Yeah. Um, but if you have Game Pass, I assume you'll get that discount. So if you have Game Pass, you automatically get the multiplayer because it's free to play for everybody. You get the first campaign, Operation Catalyst, and then Operation Spectre will be a buy to play uh, when it's. Yeah, now you can buy the Ultimate Package, which yeah. will have both campaign and the Season 1 Battle Pass and a Golden Gatling Gun. And that is only $30, which is not bad. My question is so Remedy's doing the campaigns, but. It's hard to know how good they will be. You know, like, you know what you're going to get with, for instance, a Call of Duty campaign. What am I getting with a Crossfire X campaign? That's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Have they done a first person shooter before? Not to my knowledge. So, yeah, Alan Wake, Control. I mean, they've done shooters before, but first-person shooters, a little bit different, right? So, um, no, it's it'll be interesting. I'm really excited for this one. This one came, flew in under the radar. It's available literally next week. I'm really excited for the multiplayer because I think Counter-Strike and Valorant-style games are really fun, and I think we need more of that on the console. Yeah, no, I agree. Um so remember, this game is huge in huge in Asia. It's 15 years old. It's like a Counter Strike, like you said, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting. Can yeah, the original Crossfires are this is a whole new one? Yeah, it's a whole new one. Yeah. How does this do here? Does it take off? How does it do in the esports landscape? If it even tries to jump into the esports landscape here in the U.S., how does it do on Game Pass? Um, I remember for multiplayer, you're competing now against a Halo Infinite that I think Microsoft is 100 behind. Yeah. Um, you're also competing with Battlefield. You're competing with uh call of duty what's so nice about like, this game it's not like they've cornered the market this is it is yeah. a saturated market it is different in that it's counter-strike but it'll be interesting to see how this is yeah it's it's i think it's i mean it, it's definitely you're when you play this game you're gonna get a way different feel well i mean i guess if you play the traditional mode you're gonna get a way different feel than you would from like an arena halo call of duty or even uh battlefield right because it, it's it's definitely more counter-strike uh, so it's much more precision, accuracy, you know, corners taking thing. You know, it, it's it's a it's a completely different style of game. Um, now they do have, if you remember in the beta, they do have a more modern mode, and, and that that I think there is to appease a more modern audience. So, and that mode was okay. It wasn't great. I think that mode is maybe the one that'll struggle you know what i mean because what it does is good but it's not as good as what other well at least during the beta so this is all talking during the beta right so what that mode did was cool and fun but i don't think it necessarily did it as good as call of duty or halo or or battlefield yeah you, you know yeah, what it I mean? was fun but after you play it a couple times you're kind of yeah. over the I, the initial i think the mode that'll shine will be its traditional mode and i the to be honest that's the reason i mean i'll play the other mode because it'll, it'll be fun but but that traditional mode, that that Counter Strike, that Valorant style mode, that's the mode I'm excited for, and I think that's where this game will shine. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. Jordan, will you do me a favor? Will you close your Discord, like shut it all the way down? We keep oh. getting dings from you're oh, getting sorry. messages from someone. Someone loves sorry, you. I'm, I'm a popular person. I didn't know it uh, came through. Hold on. Someone loves you. Um, so that's that's coming out the tenth, guys. This next week, what what day specifically is that? The tenth is next Thursday, so next Thursday yeah. look for that. We'll get a chance to try it out. Let's talk about Sea of Thieves. Chad is actually talking about Sea of Sea of Thieves. Psychotic actually says if you haven't seen the new content coming in the next couple of weeks, check it out on YouTube. Um, they've been making some big news, some big moves. One of the biggest news stories to drop is that they're actually getting rid of their dedicated PvP mode, Arena. 
Jordan the man. I never played uh PvP arena. Jordan, I know you did. I know McSpicy did as well. Mm-hmm. Good move, bad move. I mean, they obviously aren't seeing huge numbers there. I think I think the number was two percent of all their players played PvP. Yeah. That could be someone correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's the number that I saw. Jordan, thoughts, PvP, uh, the PvP and why was- for Sea of Thieves. The PvP mode was fun. I mean, I'm in that 2%. I played the the adventure mode far more than I played the PvP mode. But, uh, I mean, it was fun, but I I guess I get why they're getting rid of it. I don't know why they just don't leave it there. Um, yeah. I mean, well, maybe... It's 2%, 2%. And they said because the scope of adventure mode and having to dedicate resources to pvp just isn't just yeah, wasn't, yeah. when only two percent of your player base is playing yeah PvP. they i think they should i mean this is probably easier said than done the reason the pvp mode was was nice was because if you wanted to work on your sea dogs or, or your 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 pvp reputation you could go there to work on it rather than trying to sail around and find someone and then work on it that you know what i mean it, it was much easier to work on it in that mode than it was in the adventure mode because that mode was dedicated to pvp yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I, I mean, maybe they make a few. I don't know if they're going to make a few changes to the PvP in the world uh, or in the adventure mode. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, it, it's not put it this way. I'm not disappointed that they're removing it because, I mean, like I said, I, I'm I'm part of that 2%. I'm sure uh, I, I play adventure mode much more than I uh, play pvp so it'll it'll be interesting but i'm just curious what they'll do will they just leave everything the same and you just kind of grind the old-fashioned way to to earn that reputation for i believe it's called the sea dogs is the pvp faction yeah so here's or, their or are they going to rework it a little bit you know or i think the, the reapers are a pvp faction too or are they going to rework it a little bit to make it not as grindy in the adventure mode well so they are bringing solo friendly raid dungeons so that you can do those by yourself so you're not forced to play with players so that might make it less grindy um or that yeah, might but is that for i don't know no not for pv pvp yeah. pvp the dedicated pvp mode arena is gone but on on you know the mass pvp i don't know yeah well that's that's what i'm saying with the dedicated mode being gone you'd have to grind your pvp reputation which i believe is the sea dogs correct me if i'm wrong anybody i believe it's the sea dogs which is the pvp faction you'll have to grind it in the adventure mode which might take longer because you have to you know go around finding everybody whereas in pvp you're just it's there I'll just kill off that faction yeah yeah well that's why i wondered are they going to rework it a little bit are they just going to just let it be a grind uh, I see, or, I see, you that's know. what you're saying apologies um so let's see here's here's the map here's the map that was released uh launching in march we got sea forts and pirate legend content coming three new adventures a mystery begins Ooh. monthly emporium content a new plunder pass also community day then in june that's the next piece of the roadmap new ways to play and progress Ooh, uh three new adventures ongoing mysteries then we obviously get the Emporian uh, Plunder Pass and Community Day. Then in September, expanded role play and quest types. So that'll, that'll be kind of cool. I yeah, what role mean do you think is, is missing from, from Sea of Thieves at the moment? You have the merchants. You have the treasure hunters. Who, who are we missing? Well, maybe they mean role play and like, you know, more piratey role play i don't know no i think they mean role play as because it says expanded role play and quest types and i think those are those two yeah. are combined 
Well, I'm more excited about those quest types because there's really only like what there's dig up treasure, deliver things, fight skeletons. There's there's really only three quest types. I mean, the the adventures kind of help with that. But even in the adventures, it's it's kind of that similar formula, you know, other than like boss fights. Um, no, yeah, I, I wonder what they'll do quest types. That'll be fun to get new quest types towards the end of the year. The psychotic answered your PvP question, by the way. Uh, psychotic says the PvP will come in with the Reapers now. The Sea Dogs are actually going to get reworked into a new updated faction. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's that's what I was curious if they're going to rework it or if they're going to keep it. You know what they're going to do. So that's that's good to know. Thank you, psychotic. And he also says so. Apparently, there's a YouTube video that we've missed. Apologies, everybody. But uh, there <clears throat> there will be a role play in the form of a murder mystery. Oh. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. I'm excited for the new quest types because that'll be that'll bring freshness to the game. Fresh. So fresh. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, thank you very much, Psychotic, for for your comments. Appreciate that. Guys, I have been playing. Oh, so Dying Light came out. We both got a chance to try it. It came out today, actually. Jordan, give me your first impressions on Dying Light. I'm only about an hour in. I'm at the very, very beginning mission. Yeah, I'm 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 still pretty early in the game because it literally just came out today. So we've been playing it today. Um it's 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 fun. Like it's I mean, I I never I mean, I don't think the first game was perfect, Dying Light one, but it was it was a fun experience. I mean, kicking zombies parkour. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun. And I think that continues on into this game. Obviously, we'll see as we get further in. Uh, and actually, uh, you know, unlock more mechanics and, and, and you know, experience the game as it was intended to be. But uh, so far, I like it. Uh, it looks pretty. You have your your different modes. I think you have resolution, performance and quality. I'm playing in performance mode because I usually do. I, I, performance, I, baby. I prefer the frames. So but even in even even in performance mode, it it it, uh, it plays really well. I have heard some people having issues with other modes like dropping below like sub 30 frames on some of these modes. So hopefully that can you know that can help but anyway um no i it's it's it, it's a fun game about killing zombies right i mean it's not you know so far the story is like i said i'm not super far into it the story's just kind of there i think this game is more of a gameplay f- game than than story game um but uh no i'm having fun with it there is one issue i have though give it to me the issue i have is i me personally this is just me. I think it's a missed opportunity what they've done with their co-op. So how co-op works is you can go into your friend's game. He can come into your game. Everything your friend does and ha- like anything your friend picks up in there, he takes with him back to his game, but he does not progress his actual story. Oh, which yeah. I think is a missed opportunity. Now you're probably saying, well, Jordan, what about the faction choices and the character choices that you get? Because there are choices in this game. In my opinion, I just whoever's hosting the game gets to choose the decisions. And and I feel like that's how it should work. And and I guess, you know, I, I guess it probably gets complicated if you and a friend want to play and and one person made this choice and one person made this choice. But I, I would just I don't know I if you're both on. And maybe I mean, again, maybe if I were to make a faction decision, maybe I, I don't know yet because we're not super far but maybe if i were to make a faction decision i get a different mission than if one of my friends made a different faction decision but i don't know i just i, I to me it's not going to stop me from playing the game because it is a fun game as from what i've played so far but it's just kind of a bummer that we can't 
play with our friends and progress at the same time because i think that's actually a deterrent to co-op yeah it's de- it is. incentivizes yeah because it's like oh i would love to play with you but i want to progress my own story so you, you know what I, mean? I think it decentivizes co-op which is kind Wait, of a bummer so but. could you even you couldn't even under that do a separate co-op gameplay because only one of you would progress anyways um, yeah, so like your your character the the but the person hosting the game would progress the story. Um, yeah. the person who is I guess the guest in the game uh, would basically just take his uh, what he gets in that game essentially back to his game. So he would he would he would essentially get everything except the quest progression. Interesting. So which, no, which no, I think no, is a no, bummer because no. like you said, it kind of decentivizes you from playing co-op. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? First impressions overall, though. Like it so far? Yeah, so far it's really good. I mean, I would go into it with a single player mindset rather than a co-op mindset. Cause when I look at this game, I'm thinking, oh man, it's gonna be a fun co-op game. Uh, but actually, unfortunately, it's not because of how co-op works. And like I said, I, I get that there's different choices that can be made, and that's probably why they did it the way they did it. Because, again, I don't know for sure because I'm not super far into the game, but I'm not sure if one choice opens up certain quests and a different choice opens up these quests, which I get how it would be complicated. But um, for me, it's just it's just wishful thinking. I just I, I would prefer it to save that progression so we could play true co-op with with friends rather than just jumping in and, you know, you know, not really doing much, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, so far, I really like it. Uh, again, I'm only about an hour in, so I don't even know if I can give first impressions on that. In fact, we were both playing it at the same time uh, earlier today. This is Dying Light 2, everybody that we're talking about that just dropped mm-hmm. today. The reviews are fairly positive. Um, I, they're not not without their criticism I'm seeing overall. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm liking what I'm playing so far. Can it keep my attention? I mean, nothing keeps my attention. I'm like the kid in the candy shop that looks <laughs> all around all the time. But so far, so good. The thing that throws me, though, and I know that I know it was this way in the first Dying Light, that right bumper, it took me forever. Like, yeah, why yeah, the hell did I not it's, jump with that odd. right bumper? The reason, the reason they do it is so you can keep your camera moving on the joysticks. Yeah. I actually just remapped mine to underneath on my Elite controller. That, I did the exact same thing, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I'm I'm with you, Dad. I actually think I might try and beat this one before uh, before Elden Ring. I I mean, I like I said, I the co-op to me it's disappointing, and I and I wish I could progress story wise with my friends. Even like you said, if it was a separate co-op experience, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but I think I might uh, try and go through this one. It does yeah, feel like there's I, a lot I, of Easter eggs. Like I said, it's I have been having fun. Yeah, or not Easter eggs, but it feels like there's a lot of nods to number one because mm-hmm. there are there are discussions happening right now where I'm at, and it's like I should know what's happening, and I don't. But it also doesn't take away. So if you've never played number one, I played number one for like two hours multiplayer with you guys mm-hmm. where we were going around beating people with baseball bats or zombies rather. <clears throat> so I don't know the story of number one at all, mm-hmm. and I don't feel lost, but... I do feel like I am missing out on like, for instance, for instance, there's a character that, you know, that in the tutorial zone pops up right away. Um, and then you, have well, this, this is a whole like different that's, story. So that's, that's, yeah, you don't need to worry about that. Yeah. So, but it's still an Easter egg. Like, I feel like that there's a deeper relationship there that I would like to know. 
I don't think there is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but Dying Light, check it out. We'll play more this week and give you a more full review next week. Um, so far, liking it. Uh, liking a lot. Just yeah, no, I, I, I think I might go all the way with this one until Elden Ring comes out because that's kind of my most anticipated of this year so far. But like I said, my only disappointment, and and I can't quite remember. I, I think it was the same way in Dying Light 1 and even before that, Dead Island. I don't think progress carried over story-wise when you played co-op but for me it's just i feel like it's just a missed opportunity because this game would be really fun with your friend and, and i think you put it best david it it almost decentifies you from playing co-op because you want to progress your own story and it's just something i wish you could do in the co-op but uh but no yeah other than that it's i've, I've been enjoying it the the yeah. running feels really smooth and and the parkour i actually like how he automatically runs over cars and the way you grab so far it actually feels really what really smooth it feels really good so yeah well it's on like a hook so you don't have to hit it exact and he like he'll grab onto stuff yeah yeah. so it's really cool um the problem with me is i'm currently hooked on dragon quest not dragon yeah dragon quest 11 it is so good i'll tell you what's refreshing about it is i haven't so i used to be when i was a kid turn-based strategy was my gem and that's why i think i really liked the original dragon age because it was like this hybrid of real time, real time battling with this you could put it into turn-based strategy it's how the second two dragon quests should or dragon ages should have been should have been but i think that's why that's one of my favorite games and battle types is and dragon quest 11 is a mat it really is a masterpiece like it just does it so well i'm i've been playing a lot i've been playing for like two hours every night three hours every night uh it's a game because of the animation um style that i've been playing with my kids and my kids are watching it and hooked on it it's so good it's so well done nothing feels tedious even so you're you've got to travel between locations and just like any turn-based strategy and you've got to level up your 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 group, your party, and you do that by battling monsters or whatnot in the wild. And I'm n- I'm never avoiding monsters because sometimes in those games you're like, ugh, I don't want to level up anymore. Let's just yeah, get yeah. me get to the next story. And I don't find myself doing it. They've just, I know this. I know PlayStation fans have have had this series for a while, and I know this game has even been on Game Pass for a while. It was always on my to playlist, and I never had a chance to play it. And I've uh, I, I've jumped in recently. And if you haven't played it, guys, it's still in Game Pass. Go check it out. I highly recommend it, particularly if you're really into turn-based strategy games or turn-based RPGs, rather. This is a turn-based RPG. It is very good. I, I think it's one of the best that there's ever been. Um, it's 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 fantastic. Did Jordan, you played it a little bit. Yeah, I never beat it, but I played it, and it was really... I think we played it on stream a few times. It was, it was really fun. If you're into the, like you just said, the classic turn-based or classic Final Fantasy-style games or classic Dragon Quest games, it's it's super fun. I like it. And yeah, you, another reason Game Pass is so awesome, because it's on there, and you can try it out. You can check it out. Uh, it was actually, I think, you guys playing Divinity uh, Original Sin 2 that yeah. caused me to be like, well, okay, I can jump into Divinity, but I've had I have this game on my you know waiting to playlist which game pass has those lists which is nice now too because it's in there i play later yeah and so i jumped in and i played it and it's fantastic and you're fantastic. having fun i'm having so much fun. What it's all about. and japanese humor is always on yeah. point so funny it's hilarious so funny it's really good let's take some questions before we get out of here for the day uh 
B17 Barrage writes in a little bit more about GTA. He says, with the success of GTA Online, I read in Forbes that maybe GTA 6 doesn't have a traditional story section and online section. What are your thoughts on that? That that's a really good that's a really good question. I mean, GTA Online is a cash cow for Rockstar. Absolutely. It makes sense to me why they would try to merge those two. If that's the case, I do think that's a little bit risky because is there a game that has merged that seamless transition between online and story really well? I don't know. I mean, do you have do you just put more online elements into your single player or I don't know that that's interesting. Um, it doesn't have a traditional story section and online section. Well, wait a minute. Hasn't Grand Theft Auto never had a traditional story or online? Oh, it still is because you have to actually go to Grand Theft Online. Same with Red Dead. You have to go to Red Dead Online. In fact, Red, you can just I would say Red Dead, Dead is Online. more traditional than Grand Theft Auto because in Grand Theft Auto, you had to use like your cell phone. You had to go out, you know. But. Yeah, but you're still having. I, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Do you think it's going to be a blend? Yeah, somehow they, there may be a blend according to Forbes. I don't know. I don't know. Like a Destiny almost? Well, okay. Destiny, like no loading screens. Well. Yeah, it's a loading screen. I can. The only thing I can do is go left and right with my sh- flyer flyer ship there. Yeah, it's one of those. Well, I mean, like a destiny in the respect that, like, maybe you see other people in the overworld. Do you go? Remember, so I've there's, said this there's, before. there's a club you go to. That's that's the social space. Well, no, I've, I've said this before. <laughs> maybe what it is. I've said Grand Theft Auto Online is the new MMO, and maybe GTA Six just goes more in that direction. So it's more like a traditional MMO in the respect that or, sorry, it, around, may not, it may not be GTA six. It may be GTA MMO. GTA, MMO. <laughs> yeah. no, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's, 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 they're not separated in the respect that as you're walking around town, it's not just NPCs that you're seeing now, but it's other players that you're seeing also walking around. You see town. another player like rob a store or something. Man. Yeah. It's know. just complete chaos. <laughs> yeah. Anarchy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess it depends on how they do it. Cause I, I actually really enjoy the grand theft auto single player experience. Yeah. You know, so I, I, that it'll well, be your world building. You really don't need the online. In fact, I think the online part takes away from the world building because the world they do such a good job of making it feel so alive so for instance even in red dead redemption or grand theft auto 5 whichever one but i'll use red dead redemption 2 as an example when you're in red dead redemption 2 that world is alive there are people living there and it 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 has this feel and then when you go to online it's like a lesser world it's not as alive sure there are other real life players there but it's not as alive as it as it is in the single player part of it. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like spicy, That'd be said, interesting. Spicy did say uh, if any if there's anyone that can do it, if anyone has the potential to do it, Rockstar can. Well, <laughs> I mean, I look, I look. Okay, I really like Rockstar, but when it comes to online connectivity, they're not necessarily at the top of my list. You, you know what I mean? And I, I think Mark can agree. Uh, you know that. Well, he did say right there, as long as we can connect online, that's yeah, 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 see, see, yeah, see, you're right. Yeah, he did do a follow up comment as long as we can connect online. And that's the, that's very, the asterisk. That's, that's, the, big that's asterisk. the important part, because I don't think there's a, even remember Red Dead had issues. Right? I mean, well, here's yeah. the thing, too. If you're going to if you're going to do this merge of you got to gra- give it the care that Rockstar gave GTA online and Grand Theft Auto five, please do not give it the care that they gave Red Dead online. Yeah, they just gave up on that one because Red Dead online sucks balls yeah and then they it actually doesn't it's actually not bad it's just you look over at gta online 
And it's like, that's the party I could be at. Ex- uh, but I'm at this party with my mom. Yeah. It and you're charging me to do it. And you're charging me to do it at this party. And that party looks like a lot more fun and it's free. Yeah. And a lot cheaper. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So. Uh, no, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, I guess we won't know for sure. I just don't. How would you do it? Like, how would you have that sing? I mean, you would have to you would have to give something up, right? I don't think you can have an, as high quality single player cinematic experience while adding other online elements, like other uh, online things. You, you know what I mean? I, I think you'd have to give something up as far as well. I think what you give up is exactly what you give up in in Red Dead was the example I used the world feels just completely different in single player mode versus online mode yeah and i don't know that you want to to give that funny up. enough in red dead i feel like the single player mode feels more alive yeah than the online mode but anyway i haven't played no, red it dead does, online it does. that's my point yeah. yeah that's my point that that i think you're taking away from that or you risk taking that away if you go online but maybe they do this hear me out hear me out what if they did something because it's Grand Theft Auto, so it usually revolves around like you know crime, right? <laughs> <laughs> what if they do this? What if they do an invasion style mechanic like Diablo? Like, let's say you're robbing a bank, and then all of a sudden a rival gang gets thrown in and has a chance to stop you. You, you know what I mean? Like an invasion style, or sorry, I said Diablo invasion style, like Dark Souls. Like Dark Souls has invasions. You know what I mean? I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I think that would be cool. That would be cool. I don't know if that's cool. I don't I don't think I like that. <laughs> think about okay. Uh the worst game to stream in the world, Red Dead Online or Grand Theft Auto Online, particularly Red Dead Online. Why? Because players will come in and just gank you. The that's that's Grand Theft Auto multiplayer. That's Red Dead Online multiplayer. Yeah. I don't want those I don't want those freaks in my single player game. But what if it's just random, you know, like it's it doesn't happen all the time player base of all time. Uh, I don't know. See, I, I don't know. I, I think if you I don't know, it could be cool. I, I in, Invasions are pretty fun in Dark Souls. Yeah. 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 Uh, real quick. We got a super chat. Super shocker. Thank you for the super chat. He said spicy. It took a baby to miss a show. And then it did. It really did. Mr. McSpicy says, with how much GTA 5 made from online, I think next time they'll put the A-team devs on it this time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It was kind of it was kind of almost like, uh, let's, let's do something online, and then it blew up. I think they might include the tools, so role-playing became really big this generation. Perhaps they include some of those tools for role-playing and role-playing. Like mods and style playing yeah. directly into the game this time, uh, yeah. standard and stock. It'll be really interesting. Uh, T-Buck says, I jumped into, uh, I jumped onto Red Dead Online exactly once. Me and my friends rode horses and roped each other for 15 minutes and never logged in again. <laughs> that's, a, that's about right. That sounds about right. And I, the 15 minutes was probably fun, but fun. then you're like, ah, oh, let's, let's go do something else. <laughs> yeah, but GTA Online was just better. Yeah. That's, no, it was. It really was. Great question. B17 Barrage. Thank you very much for writing in. Blake Densley writes in with a good question. An interesting question. Anyways, he says, what will be this year's disaster? He says, I'm talking No Man's Skies, Anthem or Cyberpunk. Oh, I think out of those No Man's Sky, looking back. 
is not the disaster that we thought it was. Yeah, it was No Man's Sky did a. I actually have it installed on my box right now, and it's an incredibly fun game to play. They, they totally redeemed themselves, but they it was it was a disaster at the start. Yeah, like it was, there was issues out of the three: No Man's Sky, Anthem, or Cyberpunk. Which do you think Anthem is the biggest? Yes, because they gave up on it. Yeah, because it's over. Yeah, they at threw least, in the towel. As for right now, at least Cyberpunk, and I do think CD Projekt Red is is legit. I like I said earlier, I think CD Projekt Red is going to do something really big with it. I don't know when it's going to come. I think they're going to do something really big, like the 2.0 update, and it's going to have a lot of those fixes. It's going to add stuff, add a, you know new areas, new missions. Anyway, I think they'll do that with Cyberpunk. Um, I don't know when. Well, here's the thing but with Cyberpunk: the thing is they haven't given fun. up on it yet. Cyberpunk was still good. It just if you didn't well, have it was, Series X, if you were short, I don't know if good. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed the world that it was in. Haven't I played, enjoyed haven't, the story. You, you haven't played since. You know what I mean? Like you're no, waiting. No, no. You're waiting but for only, an But the only reason I stopped is because I saw the PC version. Yeah, and I want that version on my X. So I said, "Well, I'm going to wait to experience it in all its glory." I would say it had. It had the soul of a good game. Okay, I can appreciate But it did that. not have it had the soul of the a good body game. of a good game. I, I don't I really like it. It's one of those things that's kind of hard to explain because like you could as you're playing the game, uh you, you could see like okay, they, like you could see it has potential and 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 you could see what a cool world this could be. But the problem is is you could see the potential and you could see what a cool world it could be and not what it is it was a butterface you know I mean? game it was a butterface game <laughs> yeah nice butterface yeah yeah it was it was yeah so i i yeah yeah it was it was it was i i mean i played through the whole thing and i i beat it and and there was you know you you could again you like the hardest part about playing that game was you know it could have been a lot better and you could see a lot of potential of of where they were going and they just didn't get there in time so to answer blake's question what will be the disaster i think what those three games have in common that make them the disaster or put them in that category is the hype so it's got to be a highly hyped highly anticipated yeah. game dude i'm i'm there's i mean i i hope it's not a lot of games but i mean what what, I what, if, what if it's elden ring that would be terrible I would just I don't think it will be. I don't I, think it's I just I just play hey, my Nintendo Switch. Yeah, they have a, they have a track record already. I mean, in fairness though. Yeah, so did CD Project oh, Red. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um I actually think R51 Gaming has the best prediction here. He says I don't know if it'll be this year, but I feel like the Harry Potter game could be a disaster. I agree with that. I think Harry Potter movie games are always risky and we don't know so see, much about Harry Potter only that everybody wants to be in that world. Do you want to have that yeah. Power, it's an RPG game, but it very much could be lame. It, it could be that one. And see, I'm really excited for that one. And I hope it's not that one, but I think I think uh, I actually think that's a good prediction. It, it could be that one. So yeah. yeah, uh psychotic. He predicts perhaps fable. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, as long as that. they avoid what they did with Fable 3, it should be good and fable 3 was my first game so i enjoyed fable yeah as long as they yeah, as long as they as long as they don't do that again i mean we're already halfway there you know to, to uh, game. yeah mr mcspicy but, says game expectation versus game reality if we don't get what we feel we are shown we feel let down and upset 
Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's, uh, that's a good comment. That's so actually like a uh, for gamers. It's when, yeah. when developers, I feel like, I, feel like I would read that in a fortune cookie. <laughs> yeah. Like that was actually a really, you know, we should create those gamer fortune cookies. Yeah. Gamer fortune cookies. Uh, Blake. Great question. Thank you very much for writing in. Uh, Mr. Fripp has a good, good question here. And actually let's use this opportunity to talk about the bungee deal with Sony. Cause we've, yeah, we've not avoided it, but it's just not come up today. Um, Mr. Fripp says Xbox exclusives are not as good they're less than ps playstation exclusives he says honestly what xbox exclusive titles or he says honestly what xbox exclusive titles are better than playstation's uncharted series the last of us god of war horizon etc of course this is only my opinion he says i know the future is bright for xbox with all their new acquisitions it will take time for xbox but seems like every PlayStation exclusive is better than most Hollywood movies. Why is this? I find myself liking the Xbox better, but I enjoy PlayStation games far more. Very interesting. No, Very I question, Mr. Fripp. I, I definitely agree with his first statement there. I mean, the Uncharted series, Last of Us, God of War, Horizon. We have the new Horizon coming out very shortly here. Um, even like the Ratchet and Clank games, like they're just and, and didn't we talk about this last week? I think what PlayStation does good is single player cinematic games. Uh, the Spider-Man game could be thrown in there too. That's what they do good. Now, can Xbox get to that point? I think they can. Uh, like you said, Hell. I think you used the example oh. Ninja Theory and Hellblade. Hellblade um, looks like they're going that direction. Yeah. Under Microsoft. And, and I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens when Starfield comes out. I'm very excited for Starfield. Yeah. Uh, you know, will, will those exclusives be, I mean... I don't think because of how Bethesda makes their games and what their games are, I don't think Starfield will be like an uh, a a cinematic experience like a God of War or a Uncharted. But will what that game has to offer make you feel that Xbox has those hard hitting exclusives? I don't know. I think Xbox can get there, but I do agree with that statement. Uh, when PlayStation comes out with a triple A exclusive, they more often than not deliver. Yeah, 100 percent. And it's usually I mean. I don't think there's a it's usually quite an incredible experience. Well, it is a movie. Mr. Fripp, you you nailed it. It is this movie cinematic experience it is. that that you're playing there. I think Xbox definitely now has the studios to do that, clearly. Um, but when you look though to like let's look at Bethesda as as the example, what Bethesda is doing is best in its category. It's just a different category. Yeah. What PlayStation is doing is is cinematic storytelling, and Xbox has has missed out on that. Halo Halo Infinite, while it has like a fantastic storytelling experience inside of it for a Halo game, mm -hmm. it's it's not the same. It's it's. Uh, it just feels it feels different, and PlayStation nails that feel, that triple A world class feel. Yeah, no, it really is, and, and that's that's what they're good at doing. Yeah. Um. So, um. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think I think that's part of all of these acquisitions. Is yeah. now is, this this Bungie deal is actually really interesting to me because when I saw it, I was like, whoa, you know, big big move because that's you know, you know, will the next Destiny you know, destiny three or whatever's next for destiny be exclusive to PlayStation. Those were kind of all my first thoughts. And I was like, wow, you know, good move for them because destiny, um, you may not think it, but still has quite a community, quite a player base. You know what I mean? And that's a good grab for Sony. But the more I looked into it, what was the, I mean, again, I don't think you spend money to share your toys. So I, to be a hundred percent honest, I would not be surprised if destiny eventually went exclusive with PlayStation 
but didn't we read uh, further into the deal like Bungie has kept its independence from PlayStation? They've basically just signed to expand their universe, expand their product kind, yes. kind of thing. I, yes. I, I so don't, let, me, let me actually. It, it, was, it, was, it was actually a very interesting deal. And again, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised in the next few years when all the contracts are up if Sony does try and pull Bungie over to the PlayStation side. Uh, but it, it was a very interesting deal when we started reading into it. Well, so here's here's what I think. I think Sony wants this for different reasons than an Xbox would want. This yeah, 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 yeah. Microsoft. Um, and here it is. So I think Bungie was looking for this type of deal. I think because rumor mm-hmm. was that Microsoft had also uh been looking to acquire Microsoft. Um, this was rumors. Oh, gee, yeah. you know, taking place over the last couple months it looked like playstation got it and i think the reason that microsoft didn't end up acquiring them is because bungie was dictating the terms to a certain degree and said we want a deal we want to be on your platform but we will remain independent the same way that they did with activision i don't think bungie ever wants to be um owned fully by anybody else i think they want their independence in that way and so you can see so here is this is on bungie's website our shared vision and this was the graphic that they shared on the day of the announcement so there wasn't even questions there um and this is what they said one one community multi-platform there's three numbers here one two and three one under the first one one community multi-platform destiny 2 will stay on all current platforms and expand to new platforms But see don't you think that's specific though destiny 2 they didn't say future projects you know what I mean? No, well, they do in they do in their they do in their blog post. Yeah. Um, number two is self-published, creatively independent. Bungie maintains full creative control and publishing independence of the Destiny universe. Number three, same game everywhere. Every player should have an amazing Destiny experience, no matter where you choose to play. So I think. And and this is what and it's not just me that's that that thinks this. Uh, it's it's I'm stealing these ideas from the greater gaming space. But this is fully a a games as live service opportunity here. Um, in fact, in fact, PlayStation I believe came out and said said uh, said as much that this was to gain a foot in uh you know the experience the expertise of Bungie as a games as service. They want that. They need that. And I think I think. When we're looking at a response, I don't think this is a response to Activision. I don't think this is a response to Bungie. Well, no, because I think this, I mean, deals like this are years in play. You, no, absolutely. But what I do think this is is a smart move. I think it's a smart move yeah. for PlayStation. Um, it's in the same way that Microsoft leaving Minecraft on every platform was a smart move for Microsoft. That is just a moneymaker for you yeah. over and over and over again. And think about, let's say PlayStation just funds the crap out of Bungie and says, Bungie. I want you to be the best first-person shooter hybrid MMO experience of all time. Like, no questions. It shouldn't even be close. What do you need to do that? Here's the resources to do that. Imagine if Bungie, imagine if Destiny becomes the new Call of Duty, popularity-wise. Yeah. And it's everywhere for PlayStation. What does that do for PlayStation? What does it do for PlayStation's other first-party titles that benefit from the revenue coming in from a Destiny situation here i think it's smart i i really do i think it's a smart move congratulations to sony i think yeah uh, yeah no it'll be interesting to see the future of it yeah not a move i expected necessarily or i think anybody expected but uh but a good move nonetheless yeah 
Yeah, well, especially since Bungie got out of the deal with Activision, which, funny enough, can you imagine if Bungie didn't get out of that deal, then they'd be back owned by Microsoft? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you leave, uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of that. Yeah. But anyway, they, they got out of that deal for, I think, kind of similar reasons what you uh, said in the one, two, three bullet points that, that Bungie had. But no, it'll it'll be really interesting to see what Sony and Bungie do with Destiny and, you know, I guess the expanded universe of Destiny going forward. Yeah, and I'll say this again, and I don't mean to harp on it, but I just I don't see any of these moves as bad. I know that there's a consensus out there amongst mm-hmm. gamers that do. Um, and and I could be wrong. I fully recognize this is just my opinion, and and I I could be wrong here. I really do believe it. It gives it. There is both Sony, both Microsoft, and whoever jumps else into whoever else jumps into the subscription game, they're fully incentivized to create the best unique experiences as possible on their platforms to get you into their subscription service uh in the same way that netflix bought brought us stranger things um i don't think stranger things happens without netflix or if it does it doesn't happen with the same quality even when you when even when you take disney right and the complaint about disney is well disney's not creating anything new they're just buying ips and then creating for instance star wars they're creating these star wars shows it's nothing new they're just now they own the story. Yes, but what they are doing is it's a movie-like quality experience, big budget that we're getting out of these Star Star Wars films. And I think we're going to see the same thing with gaming. And I think it's very exciting. And I think it's going to be exciting to see yeah. where gaming's at in the next five years. So, yeah. The end. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I think uh, that actually leads into the last question. Yeah. Last question here from Brad LeCompte. Mr. Brad. He says, are independent game developers publishes uh, an endangered species? Are these major acquisitions good for independent developers? So I think the thing, the beautiful thing about and and the same the same thing could be said about film, too. I think one thing that Netflix has done is look at the documentary space. The documentary space has exploded and we have really good documentaries mm-hmm. at a level that I don't think that we've had consistent uh, in the past. Uh, I think if you're an independent filmmaker you can now take your product to netflix if you want to or you don't need to that you can self-publish in 2021 2022 it doesn't matter how big the opposition is you you have the ability to self-publish so even if microsoft is this behemoth and places is the behemoth steam is a behemoth and and tencent is this behemoth and everybody jumps in as with technology and where it's at you can you're you can be a one-man game and have success. In fact, some of the most popular, well-done games in the last generation were done by one person. They were independent studios. So I don't think we're ever seeing those go away. In fact, if anything, I think we're going to see more and more of that pop up as technology increases. Yeah. It's better. I mean, you can now create your entire game on the Unreal Engine for a subscription, a monthly subscription service. Yeah, that's not ever been possible before in history. So technology just opens things up. I don't think. I think if you look at it in goggles of where game developing was. 10 years ago, maybe then, then there's, there's cause for concern, but technology hasn't, has, has pushed us forward to such a a place that, that you don't need big developers in order to make a, a really good game. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think, well, I think, I mean, look at games like, uh, uh, I mean, this is actually going back to a little while, but look at games like Super Meat Boy and or even Stardew Valley, right? Uh, I think Chucklefish, is it Chucklefish that does that? I believe they're independent. Um, I, I think because of technology, yeah, because of technology, 
being an independent developer is, is better than ever and easier than ever to do, right? I mean, you'll probably solve your complications with self-publishing because it does all take money, but you have platforms like Steam uh, or now Game Pass, although we don't know what it takes to get into Game Pass, but you have platforms uh, like that that can help get your game out there in addition to things like ID at Xbox, right? Which is the independent developer uh, uh, program that Xbox has. And I know Sony has one as well because their independent games are very good too. Um, but no, I, I don't think it causes any concern for independent developers. Um, usually what happens with independent developers is they make a really good game and then a studio like EA, which we've seen EA do, uh, will come in and buy them, right? Um, even EA has their own independent developer kind of section in their company, right? Because I think like uh, it takes two and I think like a way out were, were published by EA, but they're independent developers. Um, anyway, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but. But no, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it causes any concern for independent developers. I think, like you said, David, we're at a time where you can be an independent developer because of what technology is. Well, I think this just goes back to the beginning of the I, I don't I don't blame people for I think that's a great question, Bradley. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, and I think it's a valid concern. Um, but I do think when you look at the market as a whole, gaming is is the gaming market is so healthy. Mm-hmm. that this isn't even close to to i mean just look at mobile gaming alone mobile gaming is huge yeah and i know a lot of people huge. like if you have an xbox or a playstation or a pc you don't think of mobile gaming but mobile came mobile gaming can be good uh to a certain extent some mobile games suck but there's other that are really good like for example uh, a good mobile game would be runescape classic i can now play on my phone it's freaking amazing freaking frack yeah it's, it's it's great uh but anyway no i mean yeah mobile gaming by its that's why I think Mark was saying a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Activision acquisition, how King was such a huge grab for Microsoft because it's a mobile, it's Candy Crush, right? Yeah. It's basically a game that just prints money. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, uh, what's what's exciting too is where, what's the next move? What's yeah. the next shoe to drop? What do we see? What's Nintendo going to do? What is Nintendo going to do? Uh, Nintendo, no, Nintendo does their own thing and they don't care Nintendo what you think about them. Not, That's why you respect Nintendo. No, just, just crush it. Pokemon is one of its top selling games of all time if not i think just became its top selling game well did you know pokemon is if not the biggest ip in the world it's one of hold on i'll tell you i'll tell you real quick fun fact everybody didn't know that because you got anime uh, merchandise games all that stuff yeah uh nintendo pokemon legends arceus has sold a massive 6.5 6.5 million copies in just seven days. So not, it's one of the fastest selling games, 6 yeah. million copies. And I have been days. playing it the past seven days. It's good. It's worth Ooh. it. If you're a Pokemon fan. That is huge. Yeah. Big ups. No, it's exciting. We, I, everybody, we are at the best time to be a gamer. And I think we've not even seen the peak. I think we're still rising. I think the peak is yet to come for gaming and gamers. And it's, it's very, it's very exciting. Yeah, no, it is. So I know we say that literally like every year, but it just keeps getting better. Yeah. Are we wrong? No, no. Every, I mean, yeah, no. Despite what it keeps getting better. say, we're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that does us for today. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we enjoy hanging out with you. For those of you who have tuned in and watched us live, we appreciate you. There will be no post show today um, just because we're remote. It makes things difficult. Mm-hmm. For those of you that are listening, thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Come join us. Subscribe to us over on YouTube. We do drop videos there throughout the week. Uh, so come like, subscribe to us. That's where the mail sack is and the whole shot. 
We love you guys. Thank you for being here. Congratulations again to Mr. McSpicy. He'll be back next week. There's another X1 bro in the house. It's a mini bro. Yeah, we're filling out the team. The team. Filling out the rain team. We'll inherit the future <laughs> of X1 bros. We appreciate you guys. Dying Light is here. Oh, and we didn't even mention Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh, yeah, we didn't even we'll have to talk yeah, about that next my week, goodness. too. This has actually been quite a quite a week. Yeah, enjoy your week. We'll see you next week. Have fun in the gaming world, in Xbox world. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.